Beautiful. Yeah, g'day punters. Uh, welcome to a big Group 1 race day. Um, we've got the Caulfield Guineas Day from Caulfield, obviously. Um, BJ, we've got about 30-odd units out this morning. Uh, it's a bit of confidence, a bit of value, and unfortunately we lost uh, we lost the good thing of the day, didn't we? Zoo Tiger, he's been scratched, but uh, hopefully we can find a few others. Yeah, that race went from a very confident race to a zero confidence yep. race. So uh, unfortunate, unfortunate that he came out and he looked an absolute good thing regardless of the heavy surface, but I guess they're just trying to look after a good horse and, and keeping him off a, a very heavy surface at Renwick today. That's it. I don't like using uh, the word moral about horses that are about to race that I'm on, but uh, I think now that he's scratched, we can say he would have been a moral. Uh, he was a moral. He was he a moral. A, <laughs> very good thing. That's it. But uh, we'll start with Caulfield for the first one. One horse that does stay in, uh, the race five, the Herbert Power, over 2,400 metres. Winning you're in, Saracen Knight. Uh, he's... He's going to be hard to beat, mate, and I know you're keen. Yeah, I think he's going to be uh, really wound up to win here, considering uh, he could possibly be on the seven-day backup uh, into a Caulfield Cup. I think he's hard to beat. Uh, we're on a soft six surface. That's absolutely perfect for him. Uh, he was on a heavy nine surface at Mooney Valley when he chased an all-the-way leader. Uh, he got to within a half length of that horse and then he went to Rose Hill and he just got back too far and he, he found the line nicely and then last start I just loved the way he travelled into the race that was at Mornington over 2400 metres on a soft five uh, it was a fast race and he just travelled into the race the race was over at the top of the straight he put him to the sword yeah. uh, he's a nice horse on the way up he's just I know he's an eight, eight year old gelding but he's very lightly raced and he's he's just sort of coming into his own in Australia. So yep. we're going to be having a fair play on him. Uh, we're having seven units on him at currently about $4.25, is that correct? Yeah, four twenty at the moment with BoomBet, so a little bit of market support as well since uh, early this morning. Four twenty. I've been marked around $2.60, so we're having seven units on him. J-Car in the saddle, uh, she's one of the best staying riders in Australia, so yep. happy to be on. Lands close enough to the speed, hard to beat. That's it, gets every chance from there. Uh, the next one, mate, we'll head back up to Randwick where it is a, a heavy 10 and uh, the rails, it's out in all sorts of places. I think it's out eight metres most of the way and then back into the four for the, the home straight. So race five, we'll start with the Navision uh, for the mares over 1,200 metres. Never talk. She's a, she's a consistent galloper. She doesn't, she doesn't necessarily win out of turn, but... Uh, she, she's certainly going well enough, and I don't think it's an overly strong race this year. No, she doesn't win out of turn. I think uh, this is her sort of race uh, under the set weights conditions. I think uh, set weights and penalties conditions of the race. I think she's hard to beat. Uh, she did enough first up at, at Randwick on, on the soft seven uh, surface over 1,200 metres. She stays at that trip. Uh, she got through probably on the in the inferior ground, and I just think she peaked on her effort over that last furlong. She can strip fitter for that last preparation over this track and distance second up. She was held up into the straight uh, and she really found the line really nicely. Uh, she had some of the better closing sectionals of the day. That was on a heavy nine surface. Her form on really rain affected tracks is very good. Uh, and I think that her stripping fitter for that first up effort uh, puts her in a really good position here. If she can produce what she did first up, I think there's improvement to come. But if she impro improves on what she did first up, uh, I have her marked around $3.80. So we're having five units on her. I think she's a good gamble at that current quote. Yeah, we locked in $8. Uh, if you 
caught the early mail last night and obviously the email in your inbox, uh, I think that might have even gone out on Thursday afternoon, mate, into $6 now, only the three cents deductions as well with Rocket Clock out this morning. So again, uh, a nice little bit of market support to back up that selection. She's actually been a really good firm this morning. Yeah. I think um, $6.20 with BoomBets, the currently the best quote available. Yeah. Um, they did push her out this morning. They, there wasn't much of a firm. She was $8 uh, when minimum bet laws kicked in, and now she's into $6. So her and uh, Larkspur Run have probably been the best firms this morning, yeah. uh, and both of those, I have those those two on top sort of, of my selection. Fighting yeah. it out, yep. Uh, race seven, mate, the next one, the, the gloaming stakes get into the, the spring champion, the big group one. Williamsburg, he, he probably nearly becomes your best of the day at Randwick this afternoon. Eight units at $3.50, uh, sent out earlier in the week. Um, he's another one that's sort of been well supported into $3.35. Outright favourite now from Barry 18. Sharp and smart, the Kiwi, $3.85. Prometo, $5.00. Double figures, the rest. Uh, no reason to suggest that Williamsburg can't win again on the quick backup. Yeah, we locked in uh, six units at 4.25 earlier in the week. I think he's really hard to beat. It's just a recipe for printing money, heavy track to heavy track on yep. the seven-day backup. That was uh, Gerald and Sterling's uh, plan all along into this race. Uh, he drew 18. I couldn't believe that he didn't go up favourite. Sharp and Smart went up favourite. Uh, the wettest track that he's seen is a soft five, so I'd be prepared to lay him given the fact that he's 1,400 metres to 1,800 metres, 28 days between runs. Williamsburg is rock-hard fit. Uh, this is his fourth run back from a spell. He's ready for 1,800 metres. Uh, I think he chimes in. He's got a big, long, loping stride. I think he chimes in at the top of the straight, and I think that he will be too good for them. That's it, and I think if that uh, that win on Saturday over the mile, if that had been an extra furlong, he would have won by even further. So um, a few of those horses that he meets again at similar sort of at the weights. Yeah, I think um, he had the best last four and 200 metres of the race, yeah. so he was definitely going away from the line. Yeah, that's it, and I think he'll, um, out of a very good mare in Fenway, who I remember winning a few races over the 2000, she might have even been a Vinery um, stud winner, I, I think, I remember her, I think ago. she used to... Oh. The red, blue, I'm saying, and white. I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Red, blue, and white. Yeah. Graham Rogerson? Like, is that that long ago? Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Find it. But, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we'll go to the next race, mate. Brigantine, the, the Godolphin horse, who was, uh, again, really impressive the other day. Um, in the Silver Eagle, you're keen to, you're keen to back it. Uh, James Cummings, Rachel King, obviously doesn't have James McDonald on because he's in Melbourne. Uh, but this guy, he, he's got that form. Works better run, never talk. Uh, that's who he beat home last start in a benchmark 88. So you're keen to be with him uh, at the well, double figure odds. Yeah, I think he's really hard to beat. I think he's come back in uh, in really good order. I think he was he was 322 days between runs. Uh, first up, as you said, he, he loses J-Mac. Um, I'm just going to get up Rachel King's stats, but she's flying at the moment. So I don't think, even though it is a, a big loss, yeah. Rachel King's a, a good... She's a top jock. She's a top jock. She's yep. a top jock. That's right. Um, and he comes into the race... Uh, well, with 56 kilos on his back, I thought he he was he was powering through the line first up, and I, I don't really think that they got the, to the bottom of him. He had no. the fourth, I think, or the fourth or fifth best last 200 meters of the day, which is an arrogant win because yeah. he sat three deep. He had cover, but he just travelled into the race and he let down like a really good horse. That was his career peak effort. I just think he's he's come back 
um, a better horse this time around. Um, and I think we're going to see the best of him. Uh, it's, a, it's a really open race. I can't get Mr. Mozart as short as he currently is. Yeah. I have this horse marked second favourite at around $5.50. So he's a, he's a good gamble at that double-figure quote. Yeah, I agree, and there's probably not many uh, more informed stables at the moment than the uh, the boys in blue there from James Cummings and Godolphin. The boys in blue. The boys in blue. Another stable who is flying, it's Annabelle Nisham. We head back to Melbourne for the uh, the third of the three group ones, the race nine, the Turak Handicap. Uh, I wish I win is the, the short price favourite and has been all week really after two really impressive victories, but... A horse that you think you can that can bounce back to winning form with uh, a top jockey on board, military expert, currently double figures from Barrier Nine, fifty-two kilos on its back after a last start defeat at Sandown. Mate, um, three units at thirteen dollars locked in. Yeah, I think he's hard to beat. Um, military expert. Uh, I was really keen on him that Sunday at Sandown. Uh, he was. He was good first up. I think he's come back a different horse. And then he went like a jet at Mooney Valley. That was on a soft yep. six surface. We land on a soft six surface here. I think getting back to a good track at Sandown, back to 1,500 metres and not finding the front was against him. Yep. He wanted to lay in behind uh, Gentleman Roy. Yep. Um, I'm not sure that Gentleman Roy and I Wish I Win are all that suited on what they're saying is, is the worst side of a soft six. Yep. Um, I think they're probably both better on top of the ground. This horse... Uh, gets onto his preferred track. He gets a one kilo weight swing on Gentleman Roy. I think Jamie Carr um, will be very aggressive on him. She'll probably want to take take him straight to the front. He, he bounded quickly at Sandown, yeah. um, and she was happy just to sit outside Gentleman Roy. And I, th I think that was a mistake um, in hindsight, given the fact that he wanted to duck in back to the fence. I think if they find the fence that day, he goes on and wins the race. Yeah. Um, I think if they can find the fence here, he can skip away at the top of the straight. I know the, the favourite is a very good horse. Um, I wish I win. Like, he won from an impossible position last start. Uh, closing sectionals were that of a Group 1 horse. But I have this horse down as a Group 1 horse. Um... His, his wet track form is really good. He's come back in, in outstanding order. Uh, he's still a horse, so Stable going to want him to win a group one. Yep. Gets the Melbourne's clear best jockey in the saddle. And, yep. uh, yeah, if, if, if she can be aggressive on him, I, I think um, he's huge odds. I have him marked around $6. So uh, that $13 that's available is a very good price. Yep. Do you think he can sort of go on to a Golden Eagle and be competitive in a race like that? Or maybe sneak in low in the weights in a... In a Cantalo, if that race it might not even exist. I think all. handicaps are where he's at yeah. at the moment. Um, this is this is the right race for him, um, yeah. coming in with no weight on his back. But yeah, Cantalo could Cantalo's wait for age, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think they've changed at the Champions Mile now. And yeah, it's wait for age. So. Yeah, so that's probably not his race. But no. um, yeah, like I, I wouldn't say no to him coming back to a races around a mm. Golden Eagle uh, against his own age. So. Uh, he's, he's a good horse, um, and he, getting back to a mile, he can he can bounce back. Yeah, plenty of options for those sort of horses too. Back up to Randwick, mate, uh, the penultimate race nine, group three, Ankh Stakes, over the mile. We were with Fine Point uh, last night. Uh, she's been scratched this morning, and it pretty much leaves Polly Gray clear on top of really um, in a race like this. She's just a dead set mudlark, uh, former Amzaki on a, on a heavy track over the 1800 in a Hollandale Stakes last prep, and... She's um she's clearly the one to beat, isn't it? Isn't she here at two dollars eighty five? Yeah, well, I was with Fine Point. I thought she was. Uh, I think that I thought there was only two chances in the race. Fine Point comes out. Uh, Chris Waller leaves. Polly Gray in the race. Uh, as you said, uh, at weight for age, over a mile and a quarter on a heavy surface. Last preparation, she ran. Uh, 
one of Australia's best weight for age horses to within a length. Mm. So she's done a terrific job there. She comes in really well under the conditions of the race. She only giving half a kilo um, to most of her rivals. Uh, when under handicap conditions, she'd be giving them all plenty of weight. Uh, first up, last preparation. She'd only had one trial leading into that run, uh, and she found the line really well. That was behind Lelude. Um this time around, she's, I think, 133 days between runs. Her last two preparations leading up to her first up run, she's only had one, she'd only had one trial. This time around, Waller's given her two, um, and she's still got that residual fitness from the Queensland campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to Tommy Berry on the radio this morning. He's keen to press forward from that barrier 14, yep. put her into the race, um, and I just think she's different gravy. Yeah, different gravy to these. You go back to sort of three runs ago too. There, she was beating New Mary in an ice bath in a JRA plate at Group Three on a heavy eight as well at this track. When she did, uh, she went forward, she led, and she was way too good. She put five lengths on them. So, well, she's ready to go. If she's ready to go, she's just too good for them. Yeah, she's absolutely. too good for them. I've, 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 I, based on her best figures, I've, I've knocked a couple of lengths off her, um, given the fact that she's first up on a testing track over a mile. Um, and she's still clear, top yep. pick. Yep, that's it. Um, she's definitely the one to beat. Mate, um, that's all for the, the strategy today. We've got one unit on the best bet, Multi, Williamsburg and uh, Polly Gray. Yeah. Um, hopefully those two can get us home because I noticed that they're one out in both quaddy legs as well. So Yeah, but hopefully um, we can get the quaddy. Only 20 combinations. That's it. I'll, be, having a, I'll yeah. be taking that about five or six times. Yep. So nice and sure. Beautiful. Good luck, punters. Thanks, punters. Have a good day. Uh, and as always from us, Gamble responsibly.